0: Welcome to another episode of D is for Disney, the podcast, your favorite source for the best Disney news, media, theme park information, merch, pins, quizzes, and so much more. I'm your host, Neil Tucker. Hey everybody, Neil here with another episode of D is for Disney, the podcast. Thank you for being with us. We have a very, very special guest today. We have author... Amber Della Shaw here with us. Amber, thank you for being on the podcast. How are you doing today?
1: Hey, you're welcome. I am doing great. Thank you for having me.
0: So uh, let's just get started with like, you know, tell tell everybody a little bit about yourself. Um, how long you've been, you know, going to the Disney parks. Maybe like which, what, what you know, what, what was the first one you visited?
1: I have only ever been to Walt Disney World. Okay. So we can kind of get that out of the right. way. Right. But... <laughs> I am a mom. Um, I have one great kid. He is a senior in high school. Um, He is my wife. You know, um, it's just been kind of me and him growing up and everything. And he has severe food allergies. So we have been going to Walt Disney World um, as pass holders for the past six years now. Um, We spend usually about 40 days in the parks. And this last year, I personally spent over 100 days at Walt Disney World.
0: Oh, wow.
1: So, yes, yes. It was like living the dream.
0: Oh, absolutely. Now, did you <laughs> did you go down and... St- I'm, assume- I'm assuming you went down, maybe stayed in the hotel because you're in Alabama.
1: I am, yes. I am back and forth right now. Um, I plan to move there later this year um, is the goal since I have created this business and written the book. Um, so right now, what I did last year in order to get mm-hmm. my business started was I spent um, several different groups of time during the year. Um, I was there like in May to June for (laughs) 30-something days. I was there July to August for 30-something days. I would just rent a condo and stay um, pretty close, actually, to the
0: parks. Okay, okay. That's awesome (laughs) like (laughs) that (laughs) what a dream i mean we live my wife and i live in los angeles and so you know we're only about 45 minutes to an hour away from disneyland but right, going right. down and staying for like thirty days just seems like such a dream. <laughs> that would just be am- I mean, I feel like we're close, and we are. But like, just being able to wake uh, up and walk into the parks every day.
1: Mhm. It was great. I was less than um nine minutes. The neighborhood I like to stay in down there is Four Corners. It's really touristy, cheesy you know, a lot of the places you probably wouldn't want to stop at, (laughs) you know, the large souvenir, you know, signs and things like that. But, um, it's a great little area altogether and it's next door to the animal kingdom. And I could literally shoot down a side street with ever, without ever hitting any traffic at all and be at animal kingdom within like Five to 10 minutes tops from the time I
0: pulled out of my condo. Oh my God. Oh my God. You know, I went to, so like I said, you know, we're annual pass holders at Disneyland, but I have been to Disney World one time. I was a kid, I was probably about 10 years old, and um, uh I had a great experience, but I have never been to Animal Kingdom.
1: Oh, no. Oh, no. You're really missing out. You've got to plan a trip.
0: (laughs) So my wife and I are trying to plan a trip for next year Um, with all this crazy coronavirus stuff going on. Nobody really I feel like nobody really knows anything like, you know, when is this all going to end? What is it? Exactly. How has it affected you and your your you know, your family or your business or everything?
1: Right. Well, I'm supposed to be in Orlando right now. So um, that's a trip that, you know, is totally taken off the table. And right now it's just kind of a week by week thing. We're looking to see, um, as far as I've seen today, there hasn't been any announcements, but I don't have any insight as to what's going to happen. But I would hope that they would, you know, move out their um, opening date on into April, and I, I assume that they probably will.
0: That's what I'm thinking, too. I, I, I doubt that there's any chance, you know, of them opening up at the beginning of April. I, right. I saw a, I got a notification on my phone today that out here at Disneyland, they have halted construction on the new Avengers campus, the Marvel Land. Uh,
1: right, right.
0: Um, in, um, in accordance with, I guess, some kind of the shelter at home you know, kind of work order from the government.
1: Yes, and Orlando went under, Um, from my understanding, a shelter-at-home situation. Um, I believe it starts maybe today or tomorrow. I'm not there, but that's kind of what I'm seeing, you know, put out on social media because I do follow a lot in the area, so.
0: Right, of course, of course. Yeah, I always try to check that kind of stuff on Twitter, too, even though we're not, you know, always going to Walt Disney World. I always want to know what's going on at all the parks if I can, especially exactly. the two American parks. Right, right um okay so back to more fun questions <laughs> um what what is your favorite uh what's your favorite part of the parks you know is it epcot is it animal kingdom you know what is your favorite you know do you have a favorite ride or food yeah. or any any of that kind of thing it's epcot, epcot. I mean- okay I could go to Epcot every day
1: and be happy for the rest of my life. Oh, I, I love really, it. I love the park. So, um, I love all the parks. You know, it's hard to rank them after that. But, you know, um, Epcot definitely is one of those places I've loved it for a very long time. And my favorite attraction is actually Living with the Land. They are um, in the land pavilion at Epcot
0: so okay and now tell me a little bit about because again it's been a very long time since I've actually stepped foot into Epcot so tell me um, like what is it about Epcot specifically that people love so much because you're obviously not alone you know when I when I talk to people either in interviews or just online Epcot is such a fan favorite it has a very special place in a lot of people's hearts Why is that?
1: Um, For me, personally, it's the World Showcase. You know, um, they have all the 11 countries there. So, you know, I call myself a World Showcase traveler. I can step in and enjoy shopping from a different country. I can enjoy cuisine from a different country, um, attractions and entertainment in the area of the park. And uh, sometimes I just go to Epcot and walk laps around the World Showcase Lagoon and just enjoy being outside. You know, the weather is usually pretty nice in Florida for the most part. Um, And Epcot right now is under major refurbishment. We are getting a lot of new stuff there over the next few years. I saw
0: that.
1: It's a bit of a mess right now, (laughs) but it's going to be great. You know, um, even greater. I believe we've <laughs> lost a lot there this past year, but um, I think they're really, you know, working to make improvements to the park that are going to be long-lasting. So,
0: yeah, no, I totally hear that. I, do you have a favorite country?
1: <laughs> oh, Italy is definitely.
0: My oh, that was a, country. <laughs> that was a quick answer. That didn't take yeah, long. <laughs> I know who I am
1: when it comes to my Disney stuff
0: oh my god that's so great what is it about Italy that's so great
1: um Italy is kind of a dream trip for me um and I think that the pavilion from what I've seen is really well represented there they all are to be fair but it it is a beautiful um pavilion and I, I just really enjoy um one of my favorite places to eat at Disney World it's not My ultimate favorite, but we like to go to Via Napoli or Napoli, however you say that. They have the best pizza, probably the best pizza I've ever had anywhere. It's so... So good, so.
0: Oh wow! Okay, because we have a similar uh, restaurant out here at um di- at Downtown Disney, so I might have to try right.
1: it. Yes, yes, it's really, really good. So okay, I didn't
0: realize it. Definitely,
1: so- yes, yes. Um, one of the waiters there told me one time that <clears throat> it has to do with their crust, um, and that the water that they use in their crust is actually from Italy. I don't know if there's any truth to that or not. Um but it was quite an interesting story and their crust is really phenomenal. So
0: He said they bring in Italian water?
1: That is what he told me that um, something about like It was a special water that they used to mix in with their crust was one of the things. And like I said, it was just a waiter there that told me that. I don't know, Mm -hmm. you know, any in-depth inside information there, but they really, really have a great kind of thin type crust pizza there.
0: Now, this does not relate to Disney at all, but I will say that there are several regions of, at least of the United States, that for whatever reason... The when you cook food, a specific food, like for instance, one of them is a very southern food, is uh, like southern biscuits.
1: Yes, if you want to yes. make
0: southern biscuits, you pretty much have to use southern water or it doesn't taste right.
1: Okay, okay, I have never heard that, yeah, before, and the same is yeah, true of be New York the bagels, same, right? Okay, okay, okay.
0: yeah, well, for that some makes reason, a lot of sense, then yeah, so I don't know, maybe they are, I you know, I would not put it past disney to ship in italian water
1: (laughs) exactly i wouldn't either i would not so it's definitely a unique pizza and you know if there's a similar version at disneyland you definitely need to try it
0: okay i'm adding it to the list okay that's good to know (laughs) all right so now let's get into your book tell everybody a little bit about your book and maybe like what motivated you to write it and what the experience was like writing it
1: Okay. All right. Well, last year, um, I started, my website is a year old today. <laughs>
0: so oh, okay. Writing. This is great.
1: Yes. Yes. You hit me up at a good time. Oh, I
0: love but, that. Um, that makes me so happy.
1: <laughs> it does me too. Um, it, this is something, it's so funny. I took a personality test last year. Um, and it said that, you know, the least thing I needed to be doing in my wife you know, with sales. And I've been in a sales <laughs> job for 16 years. Oh my gosh. And teaching and writing and art all came <laughs> up in my personality test. So I thought, well, you know, let's just give this a try and see if we can make something of it. So, Um, So I did. I started writing, and I I have learned so much. I have so much more to learn, Um, but I'm consistently working on my business every day. Um, And after my last long stint at Walt Disney World back in the fall, um, I came home and wrote a series of blog posts to release this year about just – in general information about traveling to Walt Disney world. Um, and I just kept looking at them and I felt like there wasn't a great way to present them, you know, blog posts, maybe like 1500 words. And I was coming up with like 40,000 words. (laughs) So, You know, and I thought, well, this should be a book, you know, and I thought, well, can I write a book? And I was like, well, I guess I can write a book, you know, um, and I started looking into that and I literally, I wrote the book within 30 days.
0: No way. Um,
1: I did. I did. I kind of was like, okay, you know, God just really blessed me. I'm a person of faith, and I just believe it was a divine intervention, you know, that that's how my book was written. So,
0: oh my goodness, 30 days. That's so fast.
1: <laughs> it was, it really was. <laughs> oh, so wow. I, 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 literally, it was definitely a divine intervention because it just really came together. I started asking myself, A lot of questions about what, you know, what would be my elevator pitch if somebody asked me on the spot what they needed to know about traveling to Walt Disney World. And to have a successful vacation there, you really need to do a lot of research because, I mean, it's overwhelming. It's like a whole country to itself, you Mm -hmm. know, with four parks resorts, dining, you know, everything, fast pass, you know, there's so many components that go into planning a Walt Disney World vacation. You know, it's really overwhelming. So,
0: Right. It's completely overwhelming. And I know because, you know, out here at Disneyland, it's great that it's small because you're able to get a lot done in a short period of time. Yes, Yes. But on the other hand, I, you know, I sort of, am jealous of the size and magnitude of Walt Disney World because of everything that it has to offer. So I love that both <laughs> parks, you know, I love that both parks exist. And right. when, when we look at planning out a trip for, you know, for my wife and I for next year, hopefully, you know, again, fingers crossed, but like, we're gonna have to do a fair amount of planning, because there's so much that we don't no yes. firsthand from being there. You know, I read a lot about Walt Disney World. I write a lot about Walt Disney World. But in terms of actually yes. being there and living in it kind of that day to day experience, that's where, you know, someone like you and your expertise and your book, you know, comes in huge.
1: It does. It really does. And that's one of the things I mean, Mm -hmm. I try to tell people, you've got to be able to discern what you want to do when you're there, because there's no way you're going to do it all. I have been going all these years and I haven't done it all. You know, um, you so you really need to know what's available, and that's kind of where the five year thing with my book came up, because I wanted people to go and be up to date on the newest attractions there, you know, and know the things that their kids were going to ride. Because as a parent, you can get out of touch with stuff, and you don't want to take your kids on a vacation, especially to Disney World, and say, okay, you know. We did this, this and this and then come home, they're in a conversation with their friends and they found out they missed, you know, the popular attractions like Flight of Passage or the New Things at Galaxy's Edge. So
0: Yeah. No, that's so true and I love The title of your book, which we haven't actually said yet, you know, Uh So You Haven't Been to Walt Disney World in Five Years, is such a great title. I saw it and I was like, okay, that's a genius title.
1: (laughs) Thanks. I think it's really a long title, and I hope it doesn't limit people, but I felt like I had to define... Something and there's been so many changes, you know, within the Walt Disney World parts within the last five years. And, like, one of the common questions, and I believe it's in the book, I get all the time from people is, oh, What time is the, you know, Main Street Electrical Parade? Or what time is the nighttime parade? And Mm -hmm. there's not one. You all have it. We haven't had it since 2016. I was there for the last performance of it. No way! Yes, yes, I was. We we made a special trip to be there. We love the parade, you know. And, you know, I know everybody at Disneyland, you know, that it's been really popular there, too. But I'm hoping we get it back or Aww. paint the night or something at right. some point. So.
0: Yeah, they just opened up the first the first daytime parade here. The first new daytime parade yes. in like two decades
1: called right, the Magic right. Happens
0: Parade. I'm sure you've read about it. I have. I have. It is stunning. It is it absolutely looks- stunning.
1: It looks like it, you know, and we have the festival of fantasy, you know, and and it's, it's the same way. It's something that I think it's probably at the top of my must do list. And I meet people again all the time that they're not aware that there's a parade, you know, during the daytime at Magic Kingdom. So,
0: yeah, and that's such a huge thing, especially if you're only coming, you know, once every five years, right? Like it's, it's important to make sure that you get in all that really wonderful magical stuff
1: and one of the good things about the parade is you can get a front row spot you know within maybe 20 to 30 minutes in advance and if you have smaller children it's a great way for them to see all the characters up close and personal without having to wait in line you know that's such a great point it really is. It, it's it's just a great thing for the children to see. You know, some people think, oh, a parade, but you know, Disney does parades better than anyone out there. So it, it, it's just something that should be on everyone's itinerary, in my um, you know, opinion.
0: Oh, and I, in my opinion too, because <laughs> <It's, laughs> you're right. I mean, Disney does. Nobody does really anything like Disney does it. And that absolutely applies to the parades because you get to see all those characters up front, up close and personal. And I tell people this a lot. So my listeners have probably either heard or read this story before. But (laughs) but one of my earliest Disney World memories is character meet and greet breakfast, you know, because you get to be so close to them and just kind of a natural environment. And the parade is another great way to do that.
1: It is. It really is. Yes. And those character dining experiences also, I mean, it is a special time, you know, for your children or adults to, you know, to enjoy a meal, you know, and see the characters and visit with them.
0: So Yeah, exactly. Um. So tell us uh, maybe you're like, what was your, what's your favorite part of the book or maybe the, uh, you know, the one chapter or section that was the most fun to write? And then on the other side, like maybe one that was like the hardest to write.
1: Okay. Um, one of my favorite topics at Disney World is transportation. Oh, um, Okay. So sometimes when I'm at when I'm in Orlando, I like to do a little recreational jogging. I do not get into any races or run Disney or anything like that. But um, a lot of the resorts have jogging trails. So sometimes I'll drive over, park at a resort, and do a jogging trail. And I'm constantly running into lost people, you know, on my little ventures over <laughs> to the park. And I I ran into some people that, um, that were wandering the grounds of the Polynesian Resort. They had been at Magic Kingdom. They were trying to get to Hollywood Studios. And... Kind of takes an act of Congress if you don't know what you're doing just mm-hmm. to get from one place to another so anyway, they had been given by directions and we got them all sorted out and everything you know, but it's just one of those things for me they were on like a one day park hopper ticket, and you know think of all the time that they killed it was probably an hour and a half till they got from where they were going until where you know, from where they were going until, you know, their final destination at mm-hmm. Hollywood Studios, you know, and that's a lot of time and time is money at yeah. Walt Disney World. So, um, I think it's important to know transportation. So that was a big thing in my book that I wanted to focus on, you know, and I, I hope that people can benefit from it. So.
0: Oh yeah. A hundred percent. Cause transportation is, is really huge. I've actually been doing, um, I'm doing a new article on the Skyliner and yes, um, yes. And it's I've learned so much about it and I've been watching all of the, you know, ride through and ride along videos. Exactly. Um, right, right. Yeah, it's really actually this I just kind of off the cuff. Can you can you share any uh, tips or tricks about the Skyliner?
1: Um, I don't really know a lot of tricks to the system yeah. or anything yet, but it, it's a great way to travel, you know, um, I don't know if you would want to use that first thing at rope drop in the morning, if you were trying to get over to Hollywood studios, but, um, I prefer to walk between, um, Epcot and Hollywood studios. It's probably, um, between a mile to a mile and a half walk between the two parks. It's very scenic, but for those that don't want you know, to make that walk, they can take the Skyliner over. And there's also the Friendship boat transportation. Um, And you can also easily use the Skyliner if you're going, like, to Caribbean Beach for a meal or if you're going over to the New Riviera Resort. It's a great way to get from the parks over to the resorts. Um, It's a pretty consistently moving system. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you can get on it fairly easy, Whereas if you had to wait for a bus, you could be waiting for a while or you could look into one really easily. So
0: Right, right. And that, that makes a lot of sense. For for some of our listeners that may not know what the rope drop is, do you mind explaining that a little bit? Because it's a that's a fun that's a fun little Disney yes. Disney factoid.
1: Okay, okay. Well, that's when you get to the park, you know, prior to its opening, and wait in a mass group of people, and then head to the most popular attraction. <laughs> <I'm>
0: <laughs> in a nutshell, that that's it. That's see. it.
1: Yeah, I'm not one that you will see typically at the rope drop thing. I think it's great. I do not like to be in that massive crowds you know i don't mind the crowds in the disney parks but at rope drop like everyone is there just kind of packed in
0: mm-hmm. and
1: I, I just don't care for that feeling so no i'm like enjoying my sleep
0: same so. <laughs> i am a hundred percent with you my wife and i never do the rope drop so <laughs> yeah
1: not really my thing. I, I do it from time to time for the sake of research, you know, but I don't get into a lot of actual touring plans on my website. Um, I, I do go over things like FastPass and how to use the system and things of that nature, but, you know, I'm not a touring guru by any means.
0: Right, right. No, I totally get that. So uh, what did you find the most challenging about about the book or maybe the most difficult part to write
1: probably the chapter on disney springs
0: oh okay um-
1: Disney Springs was formerly downtown Disney. It is massive. They have made a huge addition to it, you know, within the last five to six years. And there are so many good restaurant options there. There are so many shopping places to go there. Um, and it's really unrecognizable. The bus stop is in a completely different place than where it used to be. If you pulled up to the new bus stop and you hadn't been prior to it changing over to Disney Springs, you would probably wonder where you were. I mean, it's just so really? different. So, Yes. Yes, It's definitely very different. It's a beautiful addition, what they've done. But when it comes to dining there, and you would be surprised, even with so many options, sometimes it's very difficult to get a seat there. And um, I don't know if you have open table reservation finder, but you can sometimes pick up a reservation, and that's kind of a tip on open table better than you can on the My Disney Experience app.
0: Oh, that's really good. I would never have expected that.
1: <laughs> yes, yes. That's that's something <clears throat> I've learned in my touring and a lot of times you won't find seating on My Disney Experience where you'll turn around and open up the open table app and find seating there for where you want to go. But there are times when it's so crowded that the signs You know, there are signs posted with no walk-ups allowed outside some of the restaurants.
0: It's that crowded.
1: It can be that crowded, yes.
0: And I'm looking, I'm actually, I pulled up your, I pulled up that section of your book. There are 60 different places to eat?
1: Yes, yes. Yes, there are so many different places you can dine there, and there's so much signature. Um, my top places are Frontera Koshina. that's Rick Bayless Restaurant, oh. and then there's Art Smith's Homecoming, and then there's Mori Moto Asia. They're all three right there together, um, okay. and you, you can't go wrong with any one of those meals so
0: i see you guys have a splitsville we actually love eating at splitsville
1: (laughs) okay okay i have actually never been to that location oh it's
0: really good um, food they act they have um it's it's really just kind of standard fare but they have fantastic like their cheeseburgers are really good their chicken fingers are like if you're a chicken finger connoisseur you got to try them at splitsville they're great okay okay i
1: won't keep that you Know in my notes section because I try to keep a list of places that I want to try, mm-hmm. and then that place of you know, places that I want to review, and that's what I'm looking at when I go to Disney is what can I review, what can I share with people, what are they going to want to do when they get here,
0: so. right? Exactly, and I, I also noticed. That you guys have a Wonderground gallery too, which we love.
1: Yes, yes, yes. I love their um I've actually made several purchases. <laughs> Same. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's kind of my thing. So
0: Yeah, we do too. We it's pretty much the one shop that we go in downtown Disney out here that we go to every single trip. We make a trip right, to the Wonderground right. art gallery because they have, you know, they've got such unique works of disney art they have postcards they have books and shirts and people drawing it's so cool
1: That's what I love about it is there's something that anybody can afford there, you know, um, with even the postcard art, you know, it's nice to have something like that. If you really like something, you can pick that up, you can take it home with you, you can look at it, and then if you want to upgrade, you always can do that. So I really enjoy the flexibility and the different options they have there.
0: Yeah. No, me too. Me too. And that's what we end up usually getting is either like a magnet or a postcard or something. Right, right. And then uh, tell us one thing that uh, surprised you during your research. You know, you're going through, you're writing the book, you're, you know, you're outlining or whatever it is, you know, you're doing your, for your, you know, your, your planning and you're, you start writing this chapter and you're like, oh my God, I did not even, you know, even as someone as experienced, you know, and tenured as you, you were like, I didn't even know this was, this was a thing or, you know, something like that.
1: Oh, okay. Okay. Well, the thing that, and I think we already touched on it, that surprised me the most was just in my outgoing research in the parks and stuff was constantly, and I carry a large camera, so I get asked a lot of questions. Oh, okay. people not knowing about the parades. I mean... You know, I know we already discussed that, but... No, but that's so interesting to me. It's always just the most shocking thing. Um, I met a lady on the ferry one day um, over, you know, we had the the waterway, the ferry that you take from the transportation and ticket center over to Magic Kingdom. And I was talking to a little girl. She was in the princess dress, you know, excited to spend her day at Magic Kingdom. And... The mom had asked me a question, and we got to talking, and I was like, okay. And I asked the little girl, I said, now, are you going to the parade today? And she just kind of looked at me, and her mom was like, there's a parade? And I was like, oh, yes, you know. Wow. They had a map, and the parade route is on the map. So we looked at it, and I I hope they got to go.
0: Oh, I hope so, too. Uh, That's so, oh, man. Wow. Yeah. You would think yeah, people would know something. about that.
1: Yeah, I know. I don't really understand why they don't know. If you come in on the Magical Express, the Maleficent float, you know, it's a fire breathing Maleficent dragon. Mm-hmm. There's um, a bit about that on the programming they show on the Magical Express. So you might be made aware of it that way. Um, but other than that, I don't really know unless someone told you you know, how you would be, or unless you did the research, um, about, about the parade. Right. The other thing that probably surprised me, um, in my travels is I've never been a big character person and I felt like it was really important to meet all the characters. So I have met all of the characters at all of the Walt Disney World parks this past year.
0: You and- are kidding me.
1: No, no, I kind of made it a mission and broke it down into days, you know, so I could have those experiences to share. And I've met so many wonderful people in line to meet characters, and so many people had a story, and I wish I'd kind of collected them and written them down, because I could have literally written a book about, you know, people's stories that they shared with me while meeting characters. I met a lady who was turning 50 years old and she had like a picture frame and her goal was to meet 50 characters between Disneyland and Walt Disney world during the year of her 50th birthday and get all their autographs on the frame, you know, and I was like, oh, that just gave me chills. Yes. So, um, you see a lot of special needs kids in the parks, you know, and, and meeting characters <clears throat> is such a big deal, you know, mm-hmm. and I never really realized that. So um, meeting characters has been one of those things that's been really eye opening. So.
0: Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, there's a few characters that we always love to run into out here. Um, one of the characters that we love running into at Disneyland is Goofy because he will yes. he's so fun he's just such a funny <laughs> fun character and I've got this I got this great video uh, last year I think it might have been around my birthday last year, which my birthday is Star Wars Day so I'm really hoping they're open up for if they're open for it but we'll see yes. we'll yes. see but you know he does this thing where you can run and jump with him and kind of click your heels and it, it's just really cute you know oh, and it's a it's not, a really fun not. experience so we always look out for. For Goofy and you know, for of course Mickey and the gang. We're big um Winnie the Pooh fans, so we go to Pooh's Corner and you know, it's just okay. great. We we love yes. meeting the characters.
1: It is. It's it's a lot of fun. Um, one of the things I find interesting, and I don't know about Disneyland, but the only place that you can meet Mickey and Minnie together at Disney World is over at Animal Kingdom. They have a little place called Adventurer's Outpost where they meet. Now, you could meet them together last year during the, the anniversary of Mickey's, what was it, 90th birthday? 90th birthday, yeah. Um, so they were together in <coughs> birthday outfits that year, but that transitioned back to separate. It meets again um, this year or last October. Um, so that's kind of one of the things I think that's a little interesting is the only place that you can meet them, and they meet in safari suits. I was and, gonna,
0: I was about you know, to ask, are they in safari suits? Because I know most of the do. characters do that they over do. in that area. Yes,
1: they do. They do. So, so that's the only place to meet them as a duo in the park. So
0: that's really interesting. Now I'm gonna. Now that you've said that, I'm gonna do some research and figure out where that place is at Disney, or those places, if there's more than one at right. Disneyland, because that's, that's a really, like you said, it's a very interesting choice to have that mm-hmm. be the only one.
1: They are at Epcot in the same location, but you can't meet them together and have like a group picture with them.
0: So. Okay, okay, because I know yep. like, it's it's easier uh, to get pictures with um, Donald and Daisy then than it is Mickey and Minnie, I feel it like. It
1: is, yes, yes.
0: Because those characters, those two characters are more or less... They're not always together, but I do feel like I see them together somewhat right. regularly.
1: You do. They are um, roaming characters kind of at Hollywood Studios. They meet close to the entrance of the park. They rotate with Chip and Dale. And like Chip and Dale, you always see them together. you I don't right. think a, there's any time you would meet them apart. So,
0: All right, so we've gone through a lot of you know specific Disney things. Um, I want to circle back. I've got a couple of kind of fun questions at the end. But I also just kind of wanted to talk about because I'm sure there are people listening who are interested in what it was like publishing a book. And I just didn't know if you wanted to maybe share a little bit about what that experience was like. Again, not exactly a Disney question, but like, you know, what was it like publishing? What was it like publishing a book?
1: Well, it was so much easier than I could have ever imagined. Now, my book is self published. Okay. So, you know, I don't have any, you know, professional business or anything like that involved with it. Um, I used a website, I believe it's called Pressbooks, and you can write a book on there and break it down into chapters. Um, anyone can use it for free. And then at the end, there's a very small fee that you can pay, and they actually turn it into to a, a book, a formatted book um, and I have a cousin who is a certified proofreader and um, she gets she gets a lot of credit and I didn't even know it um, that she did this for a living you know when we when I started out on this venture and my sister said, well oh you should have so-and-so look at it and I said, oh, okay so i called her and she said yes send it over so um like i said i started writing the book in november and we published it on december the 23rd on amazon um amazon makes it very easy to use um it's been a great program we have the kindle version and they actually print the books for you so i don't have you know, a ton of upfront expenses in you know boxes of books sitting around my
0: house. Yeah, exactly. You don't have to nature. get a bunch of stock so, so you can like send it right, out. Right. So that's cool. So they they do print on demand for you.
1: They do. Yes, they print. So when someone orders a book off of Amazon, um, obviously if they order the Kindle version, it's PDF formatted. And it goes straight to their Kindle or anybody can read it on any type of device as a PDF format. And then um, the print book, they print it and they ship it.
0: Man, that's really cool. The the book industry has changed so, so much. It
1: has. It really, really has. And there's so many different ways you can go about it. But for me, that was just the easiest. And so many people are on Amazon, you know, They have a good name. They have a trustworthy name. Mm -hmm. So I felt like it was a great place to be just
0: starting out. So I know it's brand new. So, yeah,
1: it is. It is. Um, and it's a book that I'll update. That's why I decided to go with the five years. We're still looking at a good bit of changes, Um, within the next five years, so I'm going to come out with a 2021 version, 2022, you know, and just shave a year off and add a new one in,
0: so. Oh, that's so smart. Yeah, because it's, it is truly evergreen content. It's something every, people will need every year, every single year. I mean, I am going to use it when we plan our trip
1: <laughs> yeah, great great yeah it's well, so we'll send you a new one.
0: Oh my we'll god that would that be that amazing yeah it's ready. just chock full <laughs> of such great information i could not but i mean it's Thank almost you. 300 pages i this is it, it's, is. It's
1: it is so yes. much good stuff i thought when i wrote it that it would come out i had written down some estimates and i thought it would be at 260 you know and there's there's so much more i could have included i tried to make it as user friendly as possible because there there are plenty of tremendous guides out there but you know i don't want to overwhelm anybody that's planning a trip so i tried to narrow it down to the most basic things and the most important things that you need to know so
0: right exactly and just you know i Obviously, I haven't had a chance to read all 300 pages, (laughs) but I did, you know, I did scan a lot of it. And, you know, hearing that there was more that you could have included is it's both surprising and unsurprising. It's surprising because of how detailed the book is, but it's unsurprising just because I know how massive Disney World is on its own.
1: Oh, it is. There are so many topics, you know, in Disney that you could delve into more and that people could benefit from. And that that's why I had the website, you know, and I write so many individual reviews. And you might be surprised, my most popular post on my website is the Halloween characters, um, Magic Kingdom characters and the Halloween characters, you know, so that kind of tells Tells you how many people plan so far in advance that are looking forward to next year's, you know, Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party and the characters that will be there.
0: Oh, absolutely. I I still almost, not every day, but I would say probably once every week or two on my Twitter feed— for, for, for my Diaz for Disney account, I will see someone counting down the days to Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween. I know.
1: <laughs> I know. It, it's such a great, great event. If you travel to Walt Disney World any time, you know, during the holidays, either of the parties, Christmas or Halloween, they're really, really worth going to.
0: Right, right. And we have the Oogie Boogie Bash out here, too.
1: Yes, yes.
0: Um, and, you know, they do the... Uh, they, they turn Haunted Mansion into... Nightmare Before Christmas and all that, so it's you know it's it's a lot of fun.
1: Right, right. Yeah, we have we have a great time here. They have um, at haunted mansion here some of the ghosts out on the lawn. Um, you know talking to the guests and stuff as they come up it's really really fun and something special that you can only get at the Halloween party
0: yeah I didn't know they did I'm actually wearing the Haunted Mansion is my favorite ride ever and I'm wearing my Haunted Mansion shirt right now so
1: I I love the Haunted Mansion um it's definitely in my top five attractions at all of Walt Disney World so yeah it's a lot of fun
0: is there a ride that you do every time
1: every time we're... We really enjoy the People Mover. Yeah. You know, um, it's an anytime attraction. You can just walk right on. Um, And it's long. You can see a lot of the park, a lot of Tomorrowland. You can see Cinderella Castle. And she's getting a makeover right now. I know. Um, Just like y'all did last year. So I was really surprised that they're going with the pink tone on her. And I I do have an opinion.
0: Oh, it doesn't sound like you have a great Opinion. <laughs> I'm trying to
1: reserve it to see. Okay. How all right. out, but you know, I, I felt like it didn't have to be pink.
0: <laughs> yeah, I get Uh-oh. that. I, I get that. I will say, but, you know, they did a similar thing out here and you know, we were all yes. you know, concerned like are they gonna be, you know, changing it to a place, you know, it's unrecognizable or it's not classic right. anymore, or whatever. I, right. honestly we love it. We absolutely love it, it's beautiful.
1: Yeah, I, I know. And I know it turned out well, so that is why I'm trying, you know, to keep my opinion pretty much reserved <laughs> on it. You know, but I, I'm sure they'll do a good job. You know, they always do a good job. They so, do. So, you know, but pink.
0: <laughs> I know, I know. It's a, Hey, it's an Instagram world.
1: It is. It really, you're right. It really is.
0: Um, okay, so I have a couple of uh, just kind of fun questions, really one just kind of fun question for you, and that is, Okay. Um, if a Disney character were to play you in a movie, uh, who would it be, and then why?
1: I, I would definitely be a cross between Ariel and Alice in Wonderland. Ooh. Um, I kind of got that part of this world thing going on with wanting to move to Orlando, you know, Mm -hmm. and establish a life there. So that's kind of my aerial vibe. And then, um, with Alice, I'm a very curious person. I'm very observant. So, um, and I'm always believed that you can do anything. You know, they say in the book that you can do at least five impossible things before breakfast you know and I really believe that if you want to do something you can do it
0: so oh I love that that's actually that's one of my favorite quotes (laughs) (laughs) impossible things before breakfast it makes me so happy I know I know um and so where can people uh find you online where can people find your book and of course I'll put all that in the show notes so um that everybody can can easily just click on it
1: well, I'm WDW Spin, S P I N, kind of like the spinners that you find. Yep, we have Dumbo yep. Magic Carpet. So that's me. I'm wdwspin.com online. And then you can find the links um, from the homepage of my website, actually, um, to Amazon to purchase my book. And then um, on Twitter, I'm on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at WDW Spin.
0: Okay awesome awesome and again i'll make sure that those links are in the show notes so thanks yeah oh my god of course yeah so that you know anybody that's listening right now is like oh i'm really you know i'm interested i haven't been to disney world in five years or more you know they're like i really am interested in this book is perfect for me or they just want to follow you and your travels and and um Um, you know your move to orlando on on twitter whatever
1: That would be wonderful. Thank
0: you so much. Oh my God, of course. So you did mention that you have a few digital uh, copies that we can give away. Uh, How does it sound if maybe the first five people that review this podcast after this episode airs, can get a free copy. Does that sound good? Or
1: Yes. Yes, that would be great. Yes, we will get them a copy.
0: Okay, perfect. That's awesome. I'm I'm so excited for other people to get to read this too, because I, I loved me. going through it, and I can't wait to read more of it, honestly.
1: Great. Thanks.
0: Well, Amber, thank you so much for being on the podcast. It was such a delight to get to talk to you and learn about your book and your experience and i just can't wait for more people to to read your book
1: okay well thank you so much again for having me um i appreciate it more than you know and i hope to see you all real soon
0: absolutely i'll talk to you soon sounds good all right bye bye Thank you so much for listening, guys. I hope you enjoyed that interview as much as I did. If you want to check out Amber's website, look in the show notes. It's WDW, as in Walt Disney World, Spin, -spin WDWSpin.com. You can follow her on Twitter at WDWSpin. You can also check out in the show notes the Amazon link to her book, as mentioned in the episode. You can also get a copy for free by simply leaving a review for this podcast. Make sure that you include your Twitter handle or an email address so that we can get you your free copy of Amber's amazing book. Believe me, guys, you want this book. It's awesome. It's almost 300 pages packed full of Disney World awesomeness. Thank you so much for being here, guys. I can't wait for you to read her book. Let me know what you think, and I will see you guys next time.